0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Couch Strategist, an F1 podcast with me, Liam. And it's Sunday, it's race day. We've just finished the Italian Grand Prix at Monza and Ferrari finally got on the podium. Um, What a race we've had at Monza this weekend. Not quite the excitement that we had in Zandvoort last weekend, but there was a lot. There was... An early onset semi red flag, lots of close calls and contact, couple of battles up top. We had a new record break, which we'll get into a little bit later in the podcast, and most importantly, Ferrari back on the podium. Didn't think that this was going to be the day, but the prediction came came right in both in both ways. Carlos Sainz finishing third today on the podium. And getting Ferrari, as I said, back on that on the podium and to do it at Monza as well at the Templar Speed in front of the Tifosi, Um is brilliant. It wasn't easy, it wasn't beautiful to watch at some points, um, but we'll get into that as the podcast goes. Um, we also had a Max Verstappen win, as expected, and yeah, now hold that record away from Sebastian Vettel 10 consecutive wins. In a row, making it now undisputable that he's not going to stop and doesn't look like anyone can stop him for the rest of the year. Um, Although the Ferraris did put up a little bit of a fight there, which was good to see. Um, However, before diving into that in a little bit more detail, um, as always on the podcast and the review episode... Especially today with reviewing Monza. We'll have a quick look back at yesterday, at Saturday, what happened in qualifying, how did the grid get set up for today? Kind of biggest losers, biggest winners out of that. And from there we'll do a nice review, quick review of the race, some of the biggest moments, um, kind of leading out to the final results, and then we'll have a look at the prediction review reviews in terms of what predictions I made, what came true, what didn't, wildcard event, did it happen, did it not? Um and then, obviously, we'll just get into my drive of the day as well as my moment of the day coming out of the race weekend. Um, and then just a snack review of the Danish Dream Cake. Didn't turn out as expected, but we'll get into that. Um, So I guess, yeah, without taking any longer, let's jump into a quick review of Saturday qualifying. Um, Q1, we had probably the biggest shock out of that was both Alpines out, so Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon out as well, didn't look like they had the pace in that Alpine this weekend, Uh, looked like they were down on top speed, so obviously at a track like Monza where 80% of the track is done at full throttle and obviously a super super low drag track, their car just didn't seem down, looked like they were down on top speed as well, so that obviously negatively impacted them, Um, what also didn't help was Ocon going wide in Q1 having to come back into the pits, having them took a bit of gravel, potentially to the underfloor, which then led to him getting let out quite late to get his last run in and pushing around to make it before the checkered flag. So that obviously didn't go as smoothly for them and then both of them ended up being out of Q1. However, you would think that that would be the worst performance of Q1, but no, there was worse. Um, Lance Stroll, dead last. I feel like we will forever keep coming back to this, but if it was any other driver in this Aston Martin seat than Lance Stroll, they would have potentially lost their seat before Nick de Vries did out of that Alpha Tari. I mean, if you look at where the Aston Martin was at the beginning of the season and how well Fernando Alonso has been performing, not so much now with the car, obviously hasn't progressed as well, while The teams have caught up, but Alonso is still managing to eke out points where potentially you think they shouldn't be. And Lance is just absolutely no way in qualifying in the race. And we've now seen with the results today, Ferrari have overtaken uh, Aston Martin in the Constructors' Championship. And without putting sole blame on anyone, that is down to Lance Stroll. As if he was performing at least close to Fernando Alonso, that Aston Martin team would be quite clearly a ahead of Ferrari and the Constructors'. So. Yeah, not a great result for Lance out of qualifying, and again, nothing out of the race as well. And probably biggest kind of good surprise out of Q1, or biggest kind of moment, I guess, was Liam Lawson making it out of Q1, his first full race weekend. Um, Obviously got a full practice in, and made it out of Q1, which was great to see. And yeah, had a pretty good race as well, but we'll get into that as well. And lastly, at the end of Q1, there was a bit of investigation by the FAA of the Ferraris on their kind of approach laps going in. Looks like they didn't meet the, or potentially allegedly didn't meet the time, the maximum time to get around the track. But that was obviously cleared out at the end, which was a big relief for all Ferrari fans. Um, Q2, nothing majorly kind of coming out of qualifying out of Q2. Um, Yuki Tsunoda in his classic favorite 11th spot for the season. Um, I don't know how many times he's been there this year. So close to the top 10. Um, and as I said, Liam Lawson finishing in P12, not getting out of Q2 into Q3, but P12, pretty respectable performance for Liam Lawson for his first full F1 Grand Prix. Um, and then that jumps us into Q3, top 10, setting the grid for the Sunday. All I can say is Carlos Sainz, Ferrari on pole, did it, um, he was quick in practice three on Saturday morning, looked quicker all across all three kind of qualifying sessions as well, and final run, pipped Max, Max Verstappen on the line by a couple of hundreds, I think, if that, um, so set up the grid for today, which was Sir Carlos Sainz first, Max Verstappen second, um, all set for a great race weekend with Charles Leclerc just behind them. Um, so that set us up for Sunday's Monza Grand Prix with two Ferrari on the first and second row, first and third, looking positive. Um, and with that, I guess join me after the break and we'll jump into the Sunday race review. Welcome back as you join me into this middle part of the Monza or Italian Grand Prix race weekend review. Um, We've spoken a little bit about qualifying on the Saturday. We gave a brief introduction at the start of the pod, just about some of the highlights. But let's dive a little bit deeper into some of the happenings in today's race at Monza. We'll get into some of the biggest moments, some of the nail-biting moments, Um. And just to start off, again, not even as a Ferrari fan, but I just think as a Formula One fan, the Monza Grand Prix is so brilliant, that Italian national anthem, and hearing the Tifosi sing the Italian national anthem at the start of the race, with those jets flying over with the Italian flag, is a really, really cool sporting moment, so really did enjoy that this afternoon. Um, But kind of before Lights Out even went out, I guess, we had a bit of a interesting start we had yuki Sonoda with terrible terrible luck he had a a bit of an engine blowout or it seemed like an engine blowout on the kind of formation lap which led to him pulling off to the side of the track just before the final corner um which we then thought wouldn't really didn't know what was going to happen would it potentially be red flagged what was going to happen so it looked like there were double waved yellows um and the cars continued to go around for another formation lap um yuki's car was still left stuck on the side and then the cars were kind of sitting on the grid waiting and so i guess we kind of had a half red flag i guess you would say where we had allowed all the kind of pit crews to come back onto the grid uh cool the tires down cool the brakes down get some cooling fans on put the blankets back on the tires um and then we had a bit of a delayed start i think we had a bit of a 15, 20 minutes later, but we did have a proper race standing start, Um, and yeah, from lights out, Max had a great start, Science also a relatively good start, um, but did well to kind of off the start line, just keep, keep himself ahead of Max, pull in front of him, block off Max from doing any sort of dive into the first corner, and yeah, all it basically was for the first 15 laps was a little bit of a battle of the top three. Max, just on the back of science the entire time, um, came onto the radio and said after a couple of laps, could see Carlos kind of sliding about, and we know how the Ferrari are not good on their tyres, especially at a hot Monza track, um, which we will see later on did affect Carlos Sainz. Um, and kind of Charles Leclerc just holding onto the back, trying to keep himself in touch. So... Yeah, for the first kind of 14, 15 laps, not much happened. Um, We had, I guess, sort of the first sort of action came, not actually all the first, not from Max Verstappen for once, came a little bit further down behind them. Um, Checo Perez started really putting some pressure on George Russell, um, a little bit further down the pack. And for a couple of laps was getting DRS was getting super close. You could feel a move was coming into turn one. Um, and there was a great moment into turn one where kind of the initial camera wasn't on it. And we just caught the end of Checo going wide and having to cut the corner, cut back out of the first corner of the main straight, and then having to give the position back to George. Um, and as the formula one drivers do love a complaint on the radio, Checo came on the radio screaming and shouting that he got pushed off the road. Um, And when we went back to look at the replay, Checo had 100% just outbroke himself, locked the front tires, and run wide. He was nowhere even near George Russell, and Russell was nowhere near pushing him off the track, which was a hilariously funny moment. Um, Again, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, But while this was going on, next lap... Eventually, after Max putting a lot of pressure on Carlos Sainz, um, managed to take the lead, which was inevitable. We knew it was coming. um, But as you said, Carlos and Ferrari managed to hold off for 15 laps, which is more than other teams have done this season, to Max Verstappen. Um, But yeah, a lot of pressure. Carlos was under. Eventually, he locked up into turn one, and Max kind of drove out of turn two and just pulled away. And from there, I think within a couple of laps, was four, five, six seconds clear. And that was kind of all the action that we had of Max Verstappen until the end of the race, which we'll touch on a little bit later on in the podcast. Um, In the laps that followed this overtake, we eventually had Checo have a clean overtake on George down the inside into turn one. Um, We then had kind of pit window opening. We had Alex Albon, as he does, trying to undercut massively from... Seventh position, quite a lot earlier off his mediums, getting onto the hards quite early, which I thought might affect him later on at the end of the race. I think he had about ten laps earlier than those around him, so the likes of Norris, Hamilton, Russell, um, for those kind of fifth to tenth places on the grid. um, And then weirdly, George Russell got a five-second penalty coming out of the pits from his first pit stop, where he quite clearly just ran Esteban Ocon off the track at turn one and I don't know if this was him not seeing him or a lack of communication from Mercedes but Arcon I think at this point was down in 18th um and on a completely different strategy I think he was pitting the next lap so George had no reason to kind of be there or to run him off track so it seemed a bit of a silly penalty luckily at the end of it didn't end up affecting his race at all um And kind of as Checo made that overtake on George Russell started seriously catching up to the Ferraris and starting to put some pressure on Charles, Um, they had a bit of a back and forth battle um, kind of towards the laps that followed that. There was a big moment where Checo went a little bit wide, touched the gravel, could have lost it in a battle with Charles Leclerc. And then, yeah, after a couple of laps after that, he eventually ended up getting Charles and clearing the Ferraris um and then inevitably like we said caught up with science overtook science as well as science's ties were really starting to feel the heat from the earlier strain and obviously the battling along um and then from that Paris kind of just pulled away a little bit and I think had quite a clear gap on the two Ferraris um and yeah so after a bit of a long battle with Checo fighting his way through the two Ferraris, and Sainz, at times, was fighting very hard to kind of keep what was second position at that point from Checo Perez. He had obviously put a lot of damage and a lot of effort into those tyres, and we started to see, I think with about seven, six laps to go, we started to see Charles Leclerc come back at Carlos Sainz. At this point, they were sitting three and four, and if we look at it at this point, the way the Ferraris were, I think... Alonso was down in 10th or 9th, so getting very little points. Lance Stroll nowhere. At this point, Ferrari sitting 3rd and 4th were going to kind of collaborate enough points or accumulate enough points to overtake Aston Martin in the constructors, which is obviously needing to happen. Um, but at that time, there were no team orders to kind of just hold position 3rd and 4th nice and secure. The only challenges to them were each other at that point. Um, but Charles was going for it. There was a lot of fighting between the two of them. There were some very, very close moments where wings were close to touching um, and they battled quite hard. And before getting into kind of the last laps of the race while this Ferrari fight was going on, um, Hamilton on his reverse strategy, so Hamilton went out in the hards early on the race to try and go as long as possible, Petted quite early, relative to what we would have expected. He even questioned Bono on the radio to say, how can I take the mediums to the end? But we did actually see that towards the end of the race, those mediums started coming to him. And Lewis started to make his way through the field and so making his way through Norris, through Albon. And at that point was almost getting through Oscar Piastri, which would have put him up to sixth place. And in the process... Of overtaking Oscar Piastri, there was a coming together which, at first, in my opinion, I'm going to be honest, looked like Piastri had kind of lost the place and then just turned into Lewis, but on review back on second and third look, Lewis had kind of made a half overtake, got a wing ahead, and then kind of squeezed Piastri out, and Piastri had nowhere to go, and they kind of hit wheels. Piastri lost a front wing, which never to be ruined and ended his race. Um, so no points for Oscar. And Hamilton got a five-second penalty for that, um, which I think is fair, but it was his fault. Um, but thankfully and luckily for Lewis, he was able to, on those medium tyres, make his way through again and get himself a more than five-second buffer back to Alex Albon, which allowed him to finish sixth. Um, and yeah, I guess that takes us to the last couple of laps where we had Ferrari... Come on the radio to say to them, hold position, no fighting, which we thought was the end of it. And I did make a comment to say, watch Charles have a go on the last lap anyway. And heart in the mouth moment going into the first corner for the last time, Charles Leclerc locked his fronts at this point, very worn hard, and was millimeters away from sliding straight into the back of Carlos Science and potentially would have ended both of their races or 100% would have ended both of their races and would have taken a third and fourth away from Ferrari and taken away a Ferrari podium at, at Monza. So not the greatest. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of that in the press conferences and the interviews afterwards. But in the end, if you look at it, we had Ferrari third and fourth, Carlos Science on third. We had Alex Albon having another wonderful race and that Williams, don't know how he does it on those tyres, another 7th, which is some great points for Williams. Um, And yeah, overall we had, so a Red Bull 1-2, a Ferrari 3-4, a Mercedes 5-6, Albon in 7th, Norris 8th, Alonso ninth, and then Valtteri Bottas getting the last position for some points. So, all in all, a not as crazy as Zandvoort race, but it was still a great Monza race weekend. And we had, I guess the main highlight of, or the main title of the weekend was Max Verstappen winning yet another race, a 10th consecutive race. And now being the standalone owner of the title of the most consecutive Formula One race wins taking that title away from Sebastian Vettel um, of nine. And, yeah, it'll be, I mean, it's crazy to think 10 races in a row, let alone just 10 wins in an F1 car is outrageous, but 10 in a row could potentially be 11, 12. Let's see how it goes. Um, and I guess on that, let's take us to the predictions. And at this point, I should have thrown in a point here to say I should have stuck with my guns originally. Um, as my original prediction was 100% spot on, but I didn't back myself and backed out of it. But my prediction for pole position was Max Verstappen, um, which I'm very happy that was wrong. Um, Carlos Sainz getting pole, so didn't get that one correct. However, my predictions for first, second, and third initially were Max Verstappen, Checo Perez, and Carlos Sainz, which would have been 100% spot on if it weren't for... Checo having a terrible practice and going off and just I guess his last few couple of not so great races I didn't really back him and I backed Landon Norris and the McLarens were not as good as I thought they would be um however I still did get two out of three correct which I'll happily take and also the wild card event coming true of a, f- a Ferrari on the podium I will happily 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 take as a Ferrari fan um so all in all not too bad predictions better than kind of the Dutch Grand Prix last weekend doing a little bit better so we'll see how we go next time in Singapore and finally I guess to wrap up in summary my driver of the day I have to give to Max Verstappen for those 10 consecutive wins in the record as much as it pains me I have to acknowledge greatness where greatness is due um So Max Verstappen, my driver of the day, and as I said, my moments of the day, as it gave me the biggest chuckle and laugh, was just Checo absolutely lying and crying on the radio about George giving him no space and pushing him off the track when he was just nowhere near him. And I guess in closing, we'll do a quick review of the Danish Dream Cake, which we try to make, which inevitably, as sometimes things happen, did not turn out as planned, and recipe didn't work as well as planned the coconut caramel topping was delicious the cake combination ingredients didn't work so well but we will have a rework of the recipe and pictures of that and the recipe will be up on socials, so you can go and have a look and try and redeem it and do it better than we've done it um but yeah that was the monza and the italian grand prix at monza um all in all, as a Ferrari fan, super happy. Ferrari back on the podium again. That's what we wanted. Hopefully, it can continue. Um, hopefully, someone, hopefully a Ferrari, not just someone, can stop Max Verstappen in the next kind of race weekends coming up. And yeah, looking forward to a week's break. I think we're back in two weeks' time as we go to Singapore uh, street circuit night race. Something a little bit different. A little one of the longest circuits on the on the kind of f1 calendar so in closing i guess that's all for now thank you for those who stuck around and tuned in and i hope you enjoyed the podcast this week i hope you enjoyed some of the predictions some of the moments and as always please stick around any feedback will be greatly appreciated so if you want to send any of those like i said on socials or to our email um please do and i really appreciate all the listeners And any support that we do get. So thank you so much. And we will see you in a couple of weeks for the Singapore Grand Prix. Cheers for now.